This is Chelsea Rathschild from Demi Ara, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Yeah, it's like I'm in Virginia and it's the same way. Some of it's open, some of it's okay. not. But I have been to a couple shows and that's been kind of cool. That's nice. Yeah. I God, I haven't been to a show in so long. I'm like, I don't even remember what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, it was like a year and a half or something. I was like, holy cow. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was nice just to be in that environment, even for however long I'm going to grasp onto it. Right. <laughs> you just hold <laughs> on to it as long as you can. <laughs> so tell me, how did the uh, pavement deal come about? Yeah. So that was um we do owe a little bit of it to our friends and images of eden you may have talked to those guys oh yeah absolutely yep steve and and gordon all those cool guys so yeah they're talking to gordon yep exactly so they're good friends of ours uh steve has known um demiara for a long long time a couple of the members for almost 30 years so oh wow uh yeah he's kind of a personal friend of the band and so he actually helped us out because they got signed first images of eden got signed first with, with pavement and then uh we started shopping around and we started saying okay got the music video ready we've got the album you know pretty much ready without being mixed and all that's the demo right. so let's see what we can do so he's like why don't you guys hit up pavement um you know i'll put in a good word for you guys and you know we'll kind of see where right. it goes you know obviously the music has to do the talking at the end of the sure. day but pavement really liked us so that was probably march of gosh it was like march of 2019 so it's a little ways back at this point um but yeah and then that whole time you know it was like COVID happened so we kind of lost some time in that and then we mixed the album uh and yeah, it just it's been kind of a it's it's been a whirlwind, but a slow whirlwind. <laughs> it's kind of strange. Was it difficult to sit on the record if it was that long? I mean, recorded that long ago, and you had to sit through the pandemic and all that nonsense. Yeah, it was difficult, and we had to actually mix it twice. Um, so the engineer that we had at first was a guy in Phoenix, didn't work out, um, and so we actually had to go through the process all over again and find somebody all over again, and that was. Earlier this year, it was about January, we found a guy who actually did um, mix the album eventually, uh, Brad Cox, great dude. And uh, yeah, very easy to work with. He was in uh, Atlanta, so we just kind of you know, bounced files back and forth to each other. And um, yeah, it was it was cool. I was really glad the way that it turned out. Um, I thought it was better than what the previous engineer had. And right. I'm just, I'm proud of it, you know? That's great. And the, the good thing is, I guess, in that situation, you had the time to do it because nobody was doing anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we kind of hit it when people were starting to come back. And, and so our engineer was really busy. He had like five other projects going on and stuff because everybody that had been, you know, holding tight for the past year uh, and were finally like, oh, God, we're ready to get back. And yeah. so he just got hit with like a million bands at once. It's kind of funny. So what did you guys do with your downtime then with your with your off time? I guess since you couldn't tour and there was no record out. Yeah, I mean, I ended up moving out of Phoenix. So I, um, you know, I kind of just got to had to get out of the city a little bit. It's just, it's so hot in Phoenix. And so mm-hmm. um, really the guys just kind of did their own thing. And, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of writing or anything like that. It was, we were just so focused on getting the album done just because it had been so long. And we're like, you know what? We don't even want to think about anything else. We don't want to do any shows. There's no shows going on anyway. Might as well just really be full bore on this project. So right. we just, yeah, we just did that. Was it, did you, uh, was it tough not to get out and play live? Cause I mean, experience right yeah it's it's really difficult it has been definitely a hard year and a half in in every way possible for pretty much everyone across the globe but yeah for musicians it's it's tough it's very tough because we obviously want to be on the stage and we want to get out there and it's part of what makes us breathe you know what i mean it's the dna right it's it's our thing 
yeah, it's like, it's what we want. We crave it just as much as, you know, we crave oxygen. And so it, it, it's very difficult to just be sitting and waiting and then sitting and waiting just when you thought it was okay to go out again. Now we're sitting and waiting again. And it's just like, my God, make it end. Right. You can't even make plans or do anything for down the road because he has any idea. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yep. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> when you're writing a Demuria album or song, are you writing song like for the song's sake or are you writing more like how it's going to come across or connect with the listener on stage um that's that's an interesting question because i think um with a, a small history of the band so these guys are an instrumental band before i joined they were instrumental for many 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 years mm-hmm. um and i think in some ways you can kind of tell because there's like a lot of you know long spaces between right. you know the vocal lines and right like that. and it's it's prog you know it's just that's just kind of how it is with prog right um but with when i joined i really and i'm not trying to change my, my own horn here. At, no, no, I really uh, wanted to give you know somebody, the listener, something to hook onto and just kind of have that more of a focal point instead of just um, you know these kind of soundscapes of stuff going on for a really long time in different you know varying parts and stuff like that. So for me, I try to bring that element of what's this going to come, how is this going to come across? Because right. um, I do write all the lyrics um, for all the songs and then of course the melodies and everything like that. So I'm really trying to give that listener something to remember the song by and be like oh yeah okay I, you know I, I recognize this chorus and right. you know, try to make it at least a little catchy so there's like a common theme going on and it's not just proggy chaos right. you know? <laughs> it's difficult difficult in that genre for sure and yeah. but is there something and maybe this doesn't apply to this sort of genre but is there something you want your fans to walk away from or an idea after listening to uh the Demuria album or you know seeing you live or any of that yeah that's a good question. I, there's nothing in particular. I just, I, Prague is a different beast, you know, it's, it's yes. a very different beast and some people are really into it. Like, Oh my God, into it. And some people just can't connect with it. Right. And I guess at the end of the day, I'd like to strike that balance between, um, Oh, this is different. I don't know what this is. And, Oh, it's kind of interesting. You know, I'm not really used to this and right. it's, there's a lot of different parts kind of going on and there's a lot of stops and starts and, and just a lot of variation in the songs. It's not just a common, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I mean, half the time, I don't even know what the hell I'm singing. I'm like, is right. this bridge? Is this chorus too? Like, I don't know. I just sing what right. I hear in my head. So I guess at the end of the day, I just want to try to strike that balance and maybe try to get somebody who's not really into prog be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is a little different. It's not kind of your average, uh, you know, metal band going on with a chick singer. It's, it's right. you know, sort of bridging the gap. Flavor. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Interesting. So how does, I'm guessing with this kind of music, then lyrics are not coming first, right? Where they're writing the music and tossing it on to you. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how I, it ended up becoming that way. So at first I had some lyrics that were already done um, from just in a previous band that I never used or just kind of on my own, doing my own thing. And with this band, there was, it was just so difficult to take an existing format of a typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge and put that onto the demi music. Cause I was like, I, I don't even know there's like four bars of something here. I could probably do right. something. It's not enough time to have a full thing going on. So yeah, I really had to end up waiting for those guys to kind of figure out their stuff. And then I kind of came in afterwards and I'd throw it up into pro tools cause I'm an audio engineer. So I have my degree in that. Nice. So I would throw it in pro tools and just kind of plunk around on my keyboard and just kind of, you know, hum some things and, and be like, okay, what am I hearing here? I'm hearing a couple words of this. Let's go with that. And yeah, it just, it kind of, it just ended up that way. It's not how I used to write, but I kind of had to just out of necessity. Right. So most of the writing that was taken advantage of using 
technology as opposed to being in a room then? Because I think yes. this music lends itself to that, right? Right, it does. Yeah, because there's a lot of layering going on. There's a lot of guitar tracks going on. Um, you know, I have maybe three vocals at any given time. It's just one main vocal and two right. harmonies. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, and it was all recorded in our guitarist's um, he has his own studio at his house and, you know, we used to practice there and everything like that too. So we recorded it all there and yeah, everything was overdubbed. Everything was done just very sequentially in a very controlled environment. Cause we didn't really have the capability of the microphones or, or the setup to be able to do everything all at once. It would just be, there'd be so much mic right. bleed. It would be a disaster. <laughs> but I feel like that gives even more of the vibe of the, the prog vibe to it, right? Everything is so well and so well executed yes. so as opposed to you know like dirty rock and roll or something yeah and you can really hear it in you know our music for sure even live um you know a lot of the stuff that you hear of the hard stops and starts and the hairpin turns precise like right yeah they're very precise and they pull it off live and that always still you know it still takes me by surprise when i hear it because it's just all so like surgical precision you know and yeah. i'm speaking about those guys when i'm speaking about myself it's like it, it, it takes me by surprise and it, it, it impresses me even to this day. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, we have a lot of uh, perfectionists in the band. I think almost everybody is to a certain degree. And, and I think that kind of comes across um, in the album. Um, have you done many live shows with this, with this uh, band here? Yeah, we've done a few. I mean, we've opened up for Queensryche, Fate's Warning, Doro, Metal Church, uh, Tony McAlpine. Um, okay. Yeah, we've, we've definitely done some shows. So what's around. it we're, like? We're is it hard to, uh, that's the right crowds, the bands you're naming are totally the right crowds, mm -hmm. but what's it like translating that technical stuff on stage? Not only is it, is it super nerve wracking and is it <laughs> stressful because you really got to be paying attention as opposed to, or you got to straddle the balance between paying attention and playing with crowd, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and luckily for me, you know, as a singer, I have a lot enough Breaks, space to kind right. of get my, get myself together, you know, before the music starts, it's not like there's anything where I start right away and I kind of have to be on it. So right, right. I've got some time to think, but the drummer doesn't, the guitar right. player doesn't, you know, the keyboard player doesn't, those guys have to be on it. So, yeah, I mean, for those guys, I think it's probably a bit more nerve wracking than it is for me, but um, you know, we always play to a click. My drummer always has pre-programmed clicks right. that go through, um, I think digital performer. So everything is tempo mapped. So everything, uh, luckily once you hit go space bar, you know, it's, it all really falls into place right. really nicely. Now you're also taking into account the house mix and the, the monitor mix and stuff too. And you're praying to God that you know, the engineer is picking up on all these right. things and, you know, mixing you well, and you can't tell, you just, you know, you count on other people to tell you if it sounded good or not. So. Right. Yeah, I guess that is kind of a, a difficult thing because if you're not traveling with your own guy, especially with, with that sort of music, it's not two Marshalls and a 57. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, like you said, a very controlled environment. Right, and, you know, so that would be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and there was, there was a one, uh, one of our first shows we ever did. I think it was maybe even been our first show that we did. The uh, It was like a big fest of, of bands and it was all indoor, but they had two stages going on. Like one band would be doing one set another band would be doing another set in the off time. 
And the uh, place actually lost power because we were just, everybody was, you know, just weighing on that oh. power grid so right. much. And so we lost our click and everything. And my poor drummer was like, we must have played the chorus through like five or six times. Wow. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but we That's eventually great. ended the song because it was just, it was like, dude, okay, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think this is how it's supposed to go. But we That's pulled great. it off and nobody was the wiser. So I'm like, whew. <laughs> That's funny. I know it was hilarious. <laughs> what um, what do you have planned then after after this? I know you've got uh, between two fires. Is there another single? Are you going to take that single route? Sorry, or are you guys going to release a record? Ah, uh, good question. So yeah, we're a little bit kind of reforming and retooling right now, just figuring out what the heck we're going to do. You know, with um the pandemic and all that stuff and me being kind of far away, it changes things a little bit. We might have to be a little more remote and kind of doing things and sending stuff back and forth to each other, uh, which is cool because during the pandemic, all the guys taught themselves how to use a digital audio workstation. So logic, digital performer, all that stuff. So now they're all set up to be able to record at home, which is really nice. So I think that's kind of on the horizon, just trying to do a little more stuff at home and remotely and then kind of collaborate that way. But yeah, we're just, Kind of like you said, just kind of waiting to see what the heck happens with, um, you know, the pandemic and shows and all of that and just kind of keeping it low, I guess. Any uh, plans for like a live stream or anything like that? Um, not at the moment. We are hoping to do like a lyric video soon. We have um, one of our friends working on it. So want to get that out. We definitely want to stay at the forefront of people's minds and not fall too much into the shadows because right. you know, people forget about you. They have short attention spans. Oh, yeah. The, the state of how it goes now. Are you guys, so getting back to my la- the previous question, you're going to do this thing, you're going to stick with that single model like every month or six weeks or whatever it is, as opposed to a full length? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're probably just going to go for a full length and just oh, okay. do it all over again. Yeah, that's, that, I don't know about just releasing one or two songs. I mean, that's, we just, we like the old school format, just doing the yeah, full album. My, myself included, but goes. yeah, <laughs> I, I just think the music business is sort of uh, evolving and I'm just curious to see I where know. everybody ends up because... Yeah. And that, you know, that does bring up a good point. I mean, maybe we should just go the more modern route and just kind of do what a lot of the other bands are. Oh, doing I was, and- I was by no means trying to give you any oh, advice. No. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. It's, it's good because it's like, you know, we're all kind of on the old school side and yeah, you know, I am so too. Still- I want the full yeah. thing. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then we're at this, but yeah. I know talking to people and being involved in the, you know, in the business, some, some way there's, it seems to be what people are doing. Like even machine head, They've gone mm-hmm. from doing that. They're just doing like a single every six weeks. And then I think yeah. they're going to collect them at the end and put them into one album. But I still would like, you right. know, the release date. Yeah, with everything. it's definitely something yeah. to think about. Because like yeah, you said, people like, have like zero attention span. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, like albums are like a story and you got the art, and you got the, you know, the pictures and, and all that stuff. And you've got the, the songs in this right. continuity kind of format. And you, you kind of understand the common theme of one of these right. little bite-sized pieces. It's just these little short stories. And it's like, cool what does this add up to you know it's it's i love singles just as much as the next person but i i love that full story where you can yeah. choose you know through your favorite songs and yeah like that. so it's and listen to it the way it was supposed yeah. to be you know the way you guys sequenced yes. it or whatever there's an art in that as well exactly oh my god yeah yeah the end of one song goes into the beginning of the next yeah. like oh my gosh i used to do that as a little kid like i'd get the memorex tapes and be like right. okay I love the end of this song and I love the beginning of that song. Holy crap. That sounds really cool. Let's yep. go for it. <laughs> so yeah, I think kids like my son's age, they're missing it all because they want, you know, one single and let's move on. Yeah. I know it's sad, but you know, what are we going to do? We're just going to have to carry the torch somehow. <laughs> right. So do you guys have other material written already for, since you had this time off, said you've been bouncing around. So you got another album. Yeah. Stuff? 
I, I wish. Um, no, we're just going to have to start from scratch and just kind of see, you know, what we can come up with. Like I said, we spent this whole time pretty much working on the album and having right. to fix it twice. That took up a lot of time. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going to start from scratch and kind of see where it goes. And then we're hoping to kind of retool things a little bit with the songwriting process, maybe not make uh, such long songs that it's possible and, you know, maybe have a, a little more space for vocals to come in and, and stuff like that you know just kind of maybe just slightly simplify it just a touch and uh, maybe it made a little more accessible not quite so hey we used to be an instrumental band and you can really hear that right or like hey we you know have a singer now we're going to kind of you know form it you know in a more appropriate way for singers right and yeah, yeah. and the way people are, are used to hearing things or taking in diverse chorus verse kind of stuff exactly exactly right. yeah i mean we're cool with pushing the status quo and, and trying to get over that right but there's also like a point where you kind of have to be have a slight familiarity so people can you know attach to it and understand it a little bit better because right. prog can lose people it's like yeah it's like the rocket science of the metal world it's like i think you're right but earlier you said you either get it or you don't and i think that's or you the way don't. it falls yeah exactly so it's like we try to try to bridge that gap like you said earlier right you know? That brings me to the end of my list. Do you have anything I missed besides I want you to tell us about your socials and where people can find you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything um, that I had any particular questions or or wanted to bring up or anything. Just if you would like our CDs, um, we are on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're on iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal. And then you can also go to demiara.com. So it's D-E-M-I-A-U-R-A.com. You can get our CDs there as well. Um, if you're old school, like you and I are, (laughs) and you want a CD. Um, So yeah, I would say just also, you know, we're also on Instagram and on Facebook. I think it's just slash Demi Ara and slash Demi Ara music for Instagram. So yeah, just stay there. And, you know, we try to update our our stuff as much as we can with, you know, interviews like this and try to keep up with everything going on at the moment. Thank you so much. I appreciate Hope that wasn't too bad. I know we kind of, we kind of got off topic a little bit, but we ended up just going wherever. It's all good, man. It's all good. I had a good time. So Awesome. Thank you. You have a great okay. day. Yes. Thanks, well. Bruce. You too. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs. But what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.